On Tuesday, we discuss, dissect and delve into crimes of the past. It's time for True Crime Tuesday with Toby Dow. Yes, it certainly is, and it's always good to have him back in the studio. Happy birthday to you. Uh, oh, happy birthday. Last Friday too, thank Toby. Thank you for Pisean, yes. Yep. Yep. Tell us about you, Pisces, before we march on. What's Dreamers, the game? I can yeah. admit to it all. Very romantic. Yeah. Very romantic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which doesn't work well with my husband because he's so not. Yeah, I'm very affectionate. Yeah. And, oh, I'm not going to oh, yeah, go on. what I say. Happy birthday <laughs> to my sister-in-law, Leah. It's her birthday oh, today as well. Birthday. My wife's not as affectionate as me. Right. Wow. So it's like that, you know, when you're trying to yeah. cuddle, so get, get away, I've had enough. Yeah, oh, really? I yeah. know. Oh, yeah. I love a good cuddle. Yeah, but see, we're the, we're the yeah. same. Yeah. 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 Piscians. We're think... nice people. Yes. Thousands no. would disagree, but we are. No, no, no. <laughs> Genuinely well, well, nice people. Leah, um, and my daughter a couple of weeks. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Nice people. Okay, we're going to talk about a horrific crime which rocked Australia in 1986, the death and murder of Anita Cobby, Toby. Yeah, mate. I, you know, when you think of all the most heinous acts that we've all probably grown up with or seen over the yep. years, this would probably be the worst that I can recall for the public outrage, for the attention that it got, and just for the crime itself. And mm. I won't go into do uh, too much detail of exactly what happened to Anita, but out of respect for the family or anyone mm. else. But, you know, like I said, when I started doing this, there's some crimes I probably wouldn't, uh, go to this was one but then reading into it was a bit more and um, of course I got to speak to a source yesterday who yep. was on the scene at the time is actually one of the two police officers that were sent to the crime scene to identify the body to see if it wasn't needed when they found her um, but we'll get we'll get into it first and then we'll delve into what I had to talk about with the, the police officer yesterday uh, so we'll do the timeline so it was February 2nd 1986 uh, needed finished work in Sydney Hospital just here in the city. And she got a train back. She had uh, dinner with friends at Redfern. They got a train back out to Blacktown where she was living with her parents at the time because she'd just broken up with her her husband. Um, what she used to do was call her father from a payphone and the dad used to come and pick her up. It was late at night. Unfortunately for Anita that night, the payphone had been vandalised. And so she had no... So she decided to walk. Unbeknownst to her, there was a car full of five terrible humans following her, two of which got out and grabbed her. Now, it was witnessed by a brother and a sister who saw her kicking and screaming, and they dragged her into the car. Uh, from then on, without getting too much detail, she was tortured, mm. raped, and then uh, she was her, th- her throat was slit and she was left in a paddock in Prospect. Uh, which is now where the M4 is, right? Yeah, that's correct. Um it took two days before anyone, before the, the farmer or the person on the property found her because he saw the cows milling around mm. a certain area out there. Um, police put up, a, I think it was a $50,000 reward at the time. Uh, then a phone call came through uh, by the, the gentleman on the property that he believed he found the body of Anita. Um, and this is where my source had been. Mm-hmm. He was heading back to the station with the, uh, his partner and they got a phone call to go out and check to see if it was. And they went out there and it was Anita and that's when the whole thing started off. And I just, I always remember the public outrage. Oh. It was massive. For those who weren't alive back then, and it's probably a lot of listeners because a lot of the young guys are driving mm. now. We haven't seen anything, I don't think, since. Thank God. To go, Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, 100%. To rival what actually happened that day when they were getting taken, the five guys. So there was... Oh, 
there was five those three brothers, Les, Michael and Gary Murphy. There was John Travers, who was probably the ringleader, and Michael Murdoch. Um, John Travers was the one that was mainly so. How, how old was I'm John just, at the time? He was 19, I think. Right. He was one of the younger. Yeah, so they were 19 up to, I think, 26 was the mm. eldest. So they're actually young. They weren't old. Like, they were but young. you know the thing that gets me, and this is why this is probably such a huge crime, for how heinous it was as well. You can Things happen, and it's just a warped individual. Mm. But to have five people to think yeah. this is okay... Mm. That is really, really stuffed up, isn't it? Well, reading into the case today, especially because I started getting into the law bit of which I'll uh, dissect soon. Reading into it, the reason he wanted her murdered was because they'd done so much to her and she knew the names of all of them yeah. and saw their faces. Was there any background between herself and the, the, gen- the man, well, can't call them gentlemen? No, I don't think there was. No. 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 They were from out there. They were well known as... Hoons and yeah, um, well, for me, I'll I'll paint the picture for me. I was I was in Year Six, um, and it happened. I grew up in Auburn, so Blacktown, the yeah. station. I was I was familiar with all those um those places, uh, and I can remember it happening. I remember that before they'd found the body, we were locking doors, and my goodness, we'd never seen. I mean, even me as a, a child, I was exposed to probably not the detail because I've since read the book yeah. and all the rest of it, but I do remember just being really scared about these individuals because my grand. Grandfather lived at Granville, and one of those was from Granville. And yeah. I was like, "These, I go to Granville every Saturday and Sunday yeah. to see my grandfather." So it was all happening all so close and around. And and as I say, we'd never seen anything um, with never this been kind exposed of detail. To anything like this and and you were talking, referring before to about the, the public outrage. Uh, you know, people wanted these people dead. And what about just, the lives of of not just the people affected um, involved? It, it's every single parent who's got their kids going to school in and around right. yeah. those areas and and I think you might be able to elaborate on this I remember as a kid thinking oh my god if only that phone worked oh my goodness oh no, if only right. that brother and sister had have done this there were yeah. so many missed opportunities where we thought, this could have been well, apparently, stopped I was reading today so obviously when you go online you read a lot of different stories mm. but one of the reports was the son I'm oh, sorry the young boy actually ran across the road to try and help but they just two of them jumped out and just dragged her straight she had no chance probably against these mm. guys. Now, these guys were notorious for drinking, drugs, the whole thing when they mm. were doing John Travers had a, like, a reputation for even bestiality. I was about to go, go there. Yeah, I thought, did yeah. we go there on radio? Yeah, I know, absolutely. I remember. Trying to read it all today and trying to put it together, there's so much you have to watch what I'm mm. trying to say yeah. here because uh, I, it's so... I understand he had a bit of a ritual where he, a cement slab and yeah. bring on the... Sheep or the yeah, lamb or the... He was, yeah, like, he was bad. So mm. when they got into the... Um, so when obviously when they ended up getting caught. Um, Travis's... The, the reason why they knew it was these guys, Travis, he, his story changed so much. And then I think they got his sister or his auntie to sit outside the jail cell because they actually hadn't got him. So the others only got charged with stealing the car because the car was a stolen car. Mm. But they got her in. So the others had only been charged with stealing of the car. They then sat... The sister or the auntie outside his cell door, I think, and she was mm. uh, mic'd up, and she got the confession out of him. Now, when the thing, uh, so when I was talking to my source yesterday about this, there was a lot of talk about how the police had bashed him when they got to court and they'd been brutalised. And he said to me that there's just no way it happened because the police were like he said did things like that obviously did happen back then. Mm. He said, but for this case especially, 
everyone was on their game. He said the demeanour of the police was just so strong that no one wanted to stuff this up so the prosecution would lose in court because everyone wanted to get these guys. He said everyone, even the public that didn't like the police, were all on side of the police to try and mm. pull these guys away. The problem with the law, especially with this case, John Travers pled guilty. The others pled not guilty. So they tried him under common purpose law, which is if you and I rob a bank and you go in and you hold the bank up, I'm in the getaway car, but you kill one of the bank tellers, I can still get charged for the murder as the accessory. So we're both up. And that's how they tried to do it on here. So it, it was a fine line when you get into law exactly mm. how you perceive the law when they go in. So the, I was reading the defence, the uh, Michael Murphy's legal aid counsel, and he was saying, so obviously they said, no, well, we don't know what John Travers was going to do. That's, he was the perpetrator. All of us, we were just there. So it was would have been a very, I suppose, scary time for the prosecution because you had the whole of Australia yep. baying for blood for these guys. And you can lose it with, you know, just the wording of law when you go to when you go to court. So they'll think of even maybe charging some with manslaughter. Cause then Just to make it a tap in. Just to make it that's right. Exactly right. Um, and then obviously you would get the never to be released sign stamped on the manslaughter, but they ended up getting found guilty by all the jury, which you couldn't imagine anyone you know, finding them not guilty. But mm. the crime was just... I think the fact that you talked about um, us all assuming and, and the rumours around that the police did get stuck into it, yeah. I thought, think that was more just, just a bit of a sweetener for all of us that something more was happening to these horrible yeah. creatures. Well, the thing was, no one probably would have cared back then. Because oh, remembering yeah. this crime, uh, like it's there's not many you remember so vivid. But I always remember the, uh, the footage from the news when they were taking these guys in the back of the old paddy wagons into Blacktown Police Station. Oh, yelling, and the crowd screaming. outside Abuse. was 400 deep. Throwing mm. things. Like, even the police probably needed security for themselves mm. just to get these guys into Blacktown because the whole community just banded together to want, to, to want these guys you know, put away. It, it's hard to explain without going into the exact crime. Mm. You've read, you said you read the yeah. book. And for those who want to look it up, like, do, please do. I'm not going to explain on here, but it's probably one of the most... We've seen Janine Balding, we've seen uh, Ebony Simpson, but this was... It was just different. And I think it changed the way I think police looked at how they handled a lot of cases too. When I was speaking to um, my source yesterday and, you know, he he said that, you know, the police really changed a lot of them. And he said there was was one detective out there, he said, never got really the raps, Graham Rossetti. And he said he was definitely one of the main guys, he said, because it got passed on, I think, to like higher up, you know, more higher up people. He said, but he was from the Blacktown where, where, where he was from. And he said, this guy was unbelievable in his pursuit of bringing these guys down. He said he needed, he deserved more raps than what actually happened. Right. But John Travers, like he's still alive, but Michael Murphy, he has passed since he died of, I think it was cancer he passed away from in jail. But, you know, like John Cobby, who was Anita's ex-husband said, you know, it's one down, four to go because... This crime, I think it changed the way Australia was with the landscape of crime, with murders especially. Well, there's not many, I suppose, growing up, you know, Port Arthur, Azaria Chamberlain's probably one of the mm, biggest I've ever yeah. seen, which we've covered. Yeah. I won't cover Port Arthur because there's just respect for too many families. But, but again, the Port Arthur one, right, is, is one warped individual. Yeah. Yes, that's right. This, yep. this, this had like five people yep. who were, just were all... some way involved in this. Yeah, that's right. Well, they were all... They're all as guilty as each other. Mm. Whether or not John Travers did it, like, before he did what he did, like, they all tortured him. 
they all raped her. Any one of those could have stood up and said, hey, enough. That's right. Stop. And they did not right. And, you know, when you read their backgrounds, like John Travis's background is just all about getting expelled from school, police, housing. It just, it's just a list. It's just a list and a list. And it's just a doom coming up for him later in life. It's just how it's heading. Unfortunately for Anita Cobby that night, that payphone didn't work, like we said. Her father didn't know. Um, she got, I think she got a late train as well. So she was home later or she missed a train or one was delayed. Mm. Everything just led to that, mm. that moment of them meeting her on the side of the road and them being out looking. So it was unfortunate for her, but it would have happened, I think that night, whether it was her or someone else, because these guys were out on a mission, a stolen car. That's right. On a mission. To what, look. Was, um, am I right in saying Tobes that? Almost from the following night on for the next week or so, they whether it was an actor or, or a policewoman or they'd almost dressed they her did, up. They did a police lady. Yeah. yeah, actually, I got it. I got her name here. They they did. Um, where is it? But they dressed her up and Constable she, Debbie Wallace. Yeah, reenacts Anita's movements from the night of her murder. So, so isn't so. Debbie Wallace the one that went on to become the creator Raptor? I think she. Oh, was she? Went all the way. I think that's Deb Wallace. Oh, really? Yeah, pretty really? sure. Might yeah, be wrong. maybe, yeah. The, the strike sure force. Deb Wallace, yeah. Oh, really? She created Raptor. Yeah, maybe. I'll, I'll, I'll double check that, that with yeah. the text message So right she, now. Um, yeah, so uh, Constable Debbie Wallace, yeah, reenacts. So they dressed her up, did the whole thing like they do. And I remember... I, you so walked walk the same path. Walked the same path. You don't see that much. You don't really see that. that I remember Samantha Knight, because I grew up in Bondi. Of course. And when Samantha Knight went, like they must have done that a hundred times. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, still trying to find out until I realised who actually... You know, the guy actually admitted to doing it, but you know you don't see that as much as I mean. Um, the young boy that went missing is it William Tyrrell? Oh, Tyrrell up there, under, yeah, up there in queue. That's right, underneath the overpass there. Yep. They put the thing up there. And the Ebony Simpson one was quite a yeah big one too. But um, yeah, Debbie Walsh, she they dressed her up and she did all the reenactments to try and get something because I think it was because it was so late at night. Obviously those. Yeah, you know, only the brother and sister were the, the witnesses to what yeah. sort of happened. They, How old were they, Tobes? Do you remember? They, they, they said they were young. Yeah. Like, I didn't say that. I just say young. When they, so, they yeah. might have been like 12, 13-year-olds. Oh, yuck. You know, I mean, as I said, mate, the source that I spoke to, like, you know, and thank you very much to Dave out there, but he, um, you know, he was the first, yeah. him and his partner there, and I, you know, I just wanted to get his feeling about how it was from the police side you know, how the demeanour was for everyone. He just said, you know, the police were so on point in this case, they just did not want to lose to these, you know, to these vile humans. Mm. They just wanted to make sure that these guys got put away. And it, it, it would be... Yeah, I'm right. It just is double her? checking. Yep, Debbie Wall- uh, Deborah Wallace joined in New South Wales in 83. Um, as a young constable, she was asked to reenact like, her last movements of Anita Cobb. was her then, yeah. yeah. Wow. So yeah, there you go. So she started out there and ended up being one of the leaders. But yeah, is I can't remember, even now, I don't think I've remember a, a harsher crime mm. as in just like a single mm. murder type thing like you got obviously the serial killers things like that like just something that just I suppose conjoled everyone well, well as, as you said it, it was such a bad crime where uh, these very brave police women and men uh, who were involved in it and they had support of the community yeah that's right them. yeah like everyone everyone met like a lot said, of fear like, driven by well, a lot of fear was, as that's well right. it was one of, the, one of the times where everyone was I'm not going to say People don't like the police, but you understand a lot of people just don't like police. But, but you just imagine the, the the regular person who would get off at Blacktown Station for work. That's right. Male or female. You know, how long were people on complete eggshells for? Oh, would have been. Even when these guys got arrested still, yes. you would think even for years after, mm. like 
young ladies yep. finishing work, getting off a of Blacktown at 10 o'clock, would just be thinking, oh, my God, like this is where it happened. Mm. You, you would be scared. Well, yeah. there you go. There's a good example because I was only in year six then and when I started my first job was in Triple M in Sydney. So I used to get on the station yeah. train at Auburn, go to Bondi Junction and I was reading the book. Yeah, as <laughs> not you a do good, it, yeah, Not no, a good no. thing Oh, to really? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah. It's, well, it was, it's probably the, easy the top three worst crimes in Australian history, I'd say, for what happened without going into detail, but like you actually know. You know yeah. True Crime Tuesday, Toby Dow, I need a copy. If you missed any of that, the podcast will be waiting for you. Tobes, thank you very much, mate. Uh, Talk you, about changing pace. Yeah. <laughs> you roosters, oh. you roosters. Yeah, mate. What are you feeling? Yeah. Oh, mate, look. Should be feeling oh, good. I, well, I felt good last year as well. Right. A yeah. lot of people had them last year as going all the way, but oh, I don't know what happened there. But, mate, I'm predicting Sam Walker to have a massive year. Because I was listening to you when I was coming in and you are talking about um, the Dallium Award. I've backed Sam Walker to win the Dallium. Wow, really? that's big. Well, he got, I'm not going to say he got outed, but, you know, he got stood down, you know, to mm. work on a few things. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I think he, those sort of decisions make That's people. right, 100%. And when he came back... I think the last four games he had, he was unbelievable. He 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 was just a different person, and I think he's still a baby too, which people he forget. He is, that's right. He but is. I just I also think that just going back to then, I don't even think Robbo could put his like pinpoint what was actually wrong with the Roosters. Yeah, no. And a lot of the blame was heaped on sometimes on it just, not necessarily from Robbo, but like you've played. Sometimes it just mm. you can have everyone you want. It just doesn't yep. maybe it just doesn't gel. Mm. And I just got a feeling he's going to have. A massive breakout year, even though everyone already knows who he is. But I've got a feeling Sam Walker's going to have a huge year this year. Just he's, a quick one from me. He's 21. Robbo. Yeah, Robbo's uh, the next Sir Alex Ferguson. Oh, what, what What do you – do you think a coach should be at a club that long? I think that's you know what, there's a, crazy. Love I listened to an interview on the radio not long ago about uh, – I think it was an NFL coach where one team had changed NFL coaches over the years. They had about 10 or 20 different coaches. Yep. One – club didn't change him didn't change the coach they had the same coach for years and they looked at the results the guy that was there the longest had better results than the club that kept changing mm. kept changing they go well, not always that it's the coach sometimes it's the players that have mm. to take the responsibility and they move on Robbo's you know he's pretty revered I suppose you'd say in the east and with mm. the Roosters and you know he's the main thing is he's loved by Nick and yep. Yep. all them, and that's I suppose that's what matters. And he's got the results so far. Like the Roosters always are there or thereabouts. And not not forgetting, like he's a red hot chance of. So what would this be? This would be his twelfth season, Trent Robinson. He could have four premierships in twelve years. Pretty good. It's mm. a good. Yeah, it's a good average. Yeah, but I just don't. I don't see a coach being in charge that long can be a healthy. Well, 12, it, 12, 13, 14, yeah, like, yeah, but yeah. But, I think but if it, Wayne was still at the Broncos, would anyone at the Broncos be worried? Like, look, he, yeah, he's still revered, Wayne. But see, that I think the key in that, Michelle, is the recycling of your player talent. So if you go through the team right now, Siwa Wong's hardly had him. Um, yeah. No, Walk, that's a point. Walker's hardly had him. Yep. So if you, if you're Adam Kieran only had Swally, him for five minutes. Swali. Swali, yeah. He's only been there. That's yeah, right. Egan Butch has hardly had him. Yeah. Um, Spencer Lenu. Yeah. And so, they're losing a lot of depth of you know players that have been there for a long time this yeah. year. Like Jared's going. I was I rate Jared still the best buy yes. ever for the Roosters mm. that I, I can remember. Yeah. So if you keep recycling and having your most influential players on board, Freddie went all right. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, look, I I agree. Freddie was good. Cooper Cronk's good. But when you look at long longevity, 
and look at what he's done. Like, I don't know if I can find a better buy than they've had. Like, he's led that forward pack for a decade and has led them to three premierships. Okay, so when a lot of time on the on the sideline too, just yeah, quietly. Yeah. When's Jared Big back? Fan of Jared. When is he back? Oh, After round two one, or round three. two. Yeah, round two. Okay, round two. Hypothetical. So he's a famous clubman, right? Famous clubman. Would have loved to have seen him play in the US. Does anyway. he start? Him and Daniel Tupu, the only two from the 2013 yeah. grand final. Yeah. So if they come out with a blasting victory over the Broncos, you've got Spencer Lanier there, you've got Terrell May, Lindsay Collins. Before what? Where, 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 before what? Where is he in round two? He, he makes the team. Someone misses out. He makes the team. He has to make the team. Yeah, 100%. So, he's, their, he's their leader. Regardless of who you got there, he's still their top. So team. if Terrell May, Spencer Lenu and Collins all have a blinder. Yeah, but someone else will miss out. So he, he would run, he'd out. run four front rowers. Yeah, he did most of last year. Yeah. Well, they better get their act together rather they got the rest of this year because he's off next year. It's a great problem to have, isn't it? It is. But yeah, that, no, that's right. Well, Spencer Lenu's still got to prove that he's a starting prop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, minutes-wise. That's yeah. right. So you know what? That I, I kind of always admit when I'm wrong, and I, I didn't think I could see Spencer Lenny going there and doing – I just didn't think he'd fit into that culture. I thought he's entrenched in that Western Sydney. But, yeah, I've got, a, I've got other thoughts on that. It's one now. of the things you're gonna, everyone's going to obviously look at to see how he mm. goes because mm. he was such an impact player for Penrith off the bench. Mm. Uh, your mate, Brian Fletcher, oh, has oh, now man. been on a plane <laughs> for about six hours. Yeah, yeah. Around the grounds. What are you seeing there? <laughs> oh, Depending who's around him. Yeah. Well, Matt Johns is with him. Yeah, that's trouble straight yeah. away. <laughs> uh, oh, Fletcher would be terrible. He, Although, I've got to admit, of, like, obviously you know, I've grown up with Fletch, but he's one of the guys I know that can have a really good hit out, and he still looks normal. He can back up? But he just doesn't look yeah. messy. Yeah, yes, no Lionel. Because he's a big body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like my wife always says, she goes, I never see Brian... I would love the passenger list for this chartered plane. <laughs> and, and honestly, you could run your own little doco just oh, on that flight. Oh, so good. Do you th- how many journos do you reckon would have jobs? <laughs> oh. Couldn't you? You Mate. could do a doco, a little TV series yeah. just on that flight. You could. The doco just around the John's Fletcher seating area. Oh, mate. They <laughs> would be, be dominant. It's waiting gold. <laughs> they would be so dominant. Because Fletch would kill Maddie if yes. they kept drinking the whole way. Yes. I wonder if they can mix out. drinks. Is oh, I'd love to be. I would <laughs> love. I would love. That would be a great reality TV program, wouldn't it? Just having. We should be onto it. You too. <laughs> can you put out? Could you imagine the eyeballs, Michelle? Don't worry about goggle Live box. TV oh, yeah. on that plane. Oh. We're onto something. Well, the thing is, I know after ten hours, Fletch would still be going. Yeah, and I know Maddie would probably be under the seat. Gibbo, you're a reality TV fiend. Would the chartered plane? Would that rate as a? Like a, a 24-hour big brother or a 14-hour big brother, whatever the case may be. Oh, we can't hear him. <laughs> Gibbo says he, he's nodding. He would love it. If we threw you on it, it absolutely would rate. It'd be a, a gob, go, yeah, oh, goggle box type. It, yeah, I, and I'm not a maths fan, so there you no, go. No, I. I don't watch any of them. There you go. Uh, all these texts coming through. Dunny, Hillstorm, Hillary. Uh, but we have absolutely hit the finish line. Toby oh, wow. Dow, thank you very much. Thank you, Joel. Thank you, Michelle. Uh, thank you. Very poignant (laughs) chat. The show ebbs and flows, riveting. Cheers, Budster, who's enjoyed it.